I believe it's important to preach the correct theology, the Bible, friends, and the full counsel of God. I think it's important to have a good understanding of what the gospel is before you go preach it because there's so much error out there today. And if you're interested in seeing revival in our day, then it's imperative to preach sound doctrinal sermons. And when I say preach, I mean preach and not teach. Uh, Teaching informs, preaching transforms. I'm afraid there is much deficiency in our pulpits today where mainly teachers stand instead of preachers. We need preachers today, friends, more than ever before as the moral fabric of society unravels all around us and there is a spiritual authority hanging over the church. As a student of revival, and I've been studying historical revivals for the last four decades, my Ph.D. dissertation was on the revival of religion under Wesley and Whitfield in England. But one thing I've learned is that God uses men of different theological positions. God used John Wesley and God used George Whitfield, but they both preached the law before grace. Whitfield would say, a sinner must first be brought before Mount Sinai, before he can be brought to Mount Zion. Uh, Perhaps we can learn from that. I'm always trying to be a better preacher, and there's always room for improvement. My homiletical mentor, Dr. Stephen F. Olford, taught me not only expository preaching, but his emphasis was on anointed preaching. And there's a difference. Is there a fire attending your preaching, brother pastor? There needs to be if you want authority from on high to attend it. When I study historical revivals, and I've written much on the subject, my two-volume definitive biography on George Whitfield is a case study on revival, particularly the time period known in America as the Great Awakening. In my definitive biography on the life and ministry of Azahel Nettleton is a case study on the time period known as the Second Great Awakening. I conducted primary research that took me to 40 locations in four different states where God moved in mighty revival under Nettleton's preaching. Uh, But both George Whitfield and Azahel Nettleton preached the doctrines of grace. Solomon Stoddard and Jonathan Edwards preached those doctrines as well and saw incredible revivals four times in Northampton alone, not to leave out Enfield, Connecticut, the scene of revival where Edwards preached his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Uh, but we don't preach about a angry God anymore today. Our God today is just a big jolly Santa Claus handing out presents to his little darlings. But when Edwards entered the pulpit in the meeting house, in Enfield, Connecticut on July 8, 1741. It was said the people were thoughtless and vain, kind of like our congregations today. 
but when he opened up his text from Deuteronomy 32:35, uh, their foot shall slide in due time. Uh, divine showers began to fall upon the people until there was a great moaning and crying out throughout the whole house, Oh, what shall I do to be saved? Oh, I am going to hell. Oh, what shall I do for Christ? Until the minister had a desist from preaching because he could no longer be heard over the bedlam. Uh, you want to see revival, friend, then go and do likewise and preach the holy God of the Bible who will and must punish sin. Uh, last week, I spoke with my friend Ian Murray in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I asked him a question. I, I asked him what, I, what he felt was the greatest need for revival at this tragic hour. Uh, he chuckled and said, well, that's a pretty good question, isn't it? Then, after a pause, he commented, first, we must appreciate the need for revival and then believe what God can do to bring revival and to know our dependency is entirely upon Him. I think His observation is helpful to us today. We need to preach sound doctrine, but not a one-string violin. If we're going to preach election, then we better preach man's duty of repentance right alongside of it, or you just spin around like a unbalanced top. And if you're going to preach up the holiness of God, then you better be attending that with a message on the cross in the life of a believer because Jesus never preached a sin and religion. And when it all boils down, friends, it boils down to this. Usefulness to God isn't tied up in theology, but it is tied up in our brokenness.